have a business, you're obviously so proud of why you started it. And I'm sure you have some beautiful stories that are not just from your customers who have just said, you know, the typical testimony, like so-and-so has helped me. Just go deeper than that and just find out the core essence as to how you impacted not only this person's business, but their entire life and their community and beyond that. That I think is so powerful. Welcome to episode 150 of Be The Drop, a weekly interview podcast sharing stories from people who inspire and motivate others to help you learn how to tell your story. I'm Amelia Veal, Director at Narrative Marketing and firm believer in the superpower of storytelling. Meeting expectations is something that can often cause anxiety or stress. Some of the worst expectations are the unrealistic ones we place on ourselves in an attempt to be successful. However, there is no universal determination of success and therefore many of these expectations become unattainable. The challenge is therefore how to create our own definition of self-worth and value. Millie Tuvey has battled with expectations throughout her life. Through her work for SA Care and Side Hustle Milko, she is driven to help others who may also face these challenges. Having travelled and worked around the world, Millie has developed brand identities for a diverse range of businesses while also finding her own identity and setting her own expectations. In today's episode of Be The Drop, Millie shares how her personal experiences feed into her professional life as she developed from follower to leader to determine her own unique self-worth. Millie's story shows how we can do good while we also do well and how to positively impact communities by sharing our stories. This is Millie's version of Be The Drop. Are you considering starting your own podcast? At Narrative Marketing, we deliver a full range of podcast production options. Or if you'd like help getting started to produce your own content, I also deliver podcast training programs. Hit the link in the show notes for more. Millie, thank you so much for joining me on our next episode of Be The Drop. Yay. Thank you, Amelia. I'm pretty excited to be here. Yes. And you have a couple of items of significance here, something that explains a little bit about you and gives us a bit of a context leading into what we'll be talking about today. So what have you got for us? I thought I would bring a couple of things. One is a little bit more meaningful and the other one is just a bit more fun and playful. So I thought we could kind of do it together. Right. So these are a deck of cards with just funny little messages. They're called affirmators. You pick out if you're feeling like you need a little bit of guidance to what type of journey you're on and what you need next. So I did a little bit before, a little bit of a shuffle, and I picked up one for me. It's a picture of a little fox hanging on this little hammock and there are two signs next to it. One arrow saying, do this, and another one saying, do that. I am exactly where I need to be, exactly when I need to be. I don't need to do anything because I am already here. I take a deep breath, relax, and trust, and then just do the laundry. <laughs> do you want to have a little go? Oh, sure. Okay. Oh, this is joy. <laughs> and there's some, it's a bag of popcorn and some very happy popcorn popping out. So this says to enjoy something. I simply need to add joy to it. Joy is like butter. 
I can put it on anything and it'll make it way better. And life's popcorn is about to get it. Oh, I like that. That's great. And I feel I really align to that too, because one of the things I do is every morning I, I wake up and I pick my mood and often I try to embrace joy. And then I'll come in and Chris will be in here and I'll say, good morning. It's true. And Chris's like, okay, here we go. It's going to be a good day. <laughs> I love that. That was great. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. And you have one more thing. So one other little one. So it is a medal from the Jodie Lee Foundation Trek that I did about a month ago with the whole family. So my brother is a two times cancer survivor. He just um, fought testicular cancer about six years ago and bowel cancer most recently. So we all got together and went on a big 80K trek. And he is a perfect example of someone who has gone through a lot of adversity that he has overcome and turned it into the greater good and being able to use that to help himself and help others. And I really admire that and people who've been through so much and are able to set a vision for themselves and for other people and to really go for it. Great. Okay, so let's start with expanding on, you know, what your affirmation sort of card was. You've been on a journey and you've been in places where you didn't feel like you're exactly where you wanted to be, um, but now, you know, you, you've come to that point and you're here. So can we learn a little bit more about that? Yeah, so I spent about five years living overseas, the Netherlands and San Francisco, and recently moved back to Adelaide a couple of years ago. So let's say about nine years ago, I thought it was a good idea to follow my partner's purpose and mission and vision at that time. He set up a technology company in the Netherlands. Let's go set that up together. That sounds exciting. So along that process, helped build up the brand for this company at a certain point, I realized that, hang on a second, this is not my, this is not what I want to do. So I then had this opportunity to take over this group messaging app that was based in San Francisco. And with my fellow co-designer, we actually turned it around completely and turned it into a social network that really fostered that positive change. It really supported people who were perhaps going through depression or were lonely and were just really looking for those authentic connections. Um, we had a story sharing platform there. So we really just like exactly what you're doing. We really believe that everyone has a story to tell and everyone has lived their own journey. So just to have that feeling to know that you are actually improving people's lives and it is making a difference was phenomenal. And we had some great partnerships on board. Um, Jay Shetty, Change.org, Rockefeller Foundation, Jane Goodell Institute. The problem was it was just all a little bit too much and ended up having a bit of a burnout actually and escaped to India basically. I became a, a yoga teacher and thinking, right, this is what I meant to do. I meant to heal people and I meant to, you know, uh, but unfortunately I, I got the wrong visa and I had to leave India within a month and then came back to Adelaide, reconnected with the fam, and then was on the next mission. Okay, but I still need to kind of keep going on this like spiritual path. I need to create this. I need to create that, a healing hub, a healing house. Again, like going back to this card, it was like, do this, do that. Until I then started working for this phenomenal company called SA Care, which is where I am now. This company has provided me so, with so much structure and stability. I'm so in line with their values. I can have this room to create if I wish in my own time. And it's just great. 
So here I am in a nutshell. <laughs> Fantastic. And But what a journey though. And I love that you're here. I love that physically here, but also, you know, to be able to come through that and be in a positive mindset and place and really embrace that is fantastic. Mm. So, you know, in, in amongst the many aspects of, of, of your story, one of them you experienced was burnout. And I'd really like to chat a little bit about how you think that came about and any advice you have to help people avoid that? I think there are a couple of big things that really contributed to that. Number one was a lot of pressure. This company that I was running, it actually raised like close to a million dollars in funding by the previous guys who ran it. And being in that San Francisco type of vibe where, you know, if you're not making millions of dollars, if you don't have the best tech in the world, it's hard to really obviously be seen for fair enough. So I put a lot of pressure on myself and received a lot of pressure from the others. So a lesson there is to just really know your boundaries and not let the big guys kind of control you basically. And another part of it was that I realized there there are like thousands of users on this platform. I put my entire energy into wanting to look after every single one of them. And I felt like it was my responsibility to look after everybody. You know, if you take on all of that, as you can imagine, you just eventually realize that you're not looking after yourself. So there was that. And also I was going through a marriage breakdown. So you add that into it as well. And then it was just um, like, goodbye. Mm. Yeah. So re- and that, I think it's interesting taking on board that responsibility for everybody, mm. you know, and, I, and, and you made that comment about knowing your boundaries as well because realistically, I mean, one person can't look after a whole community, you know, and be responsible for all those people. So how do you manage that now, say, for example, in your current job? Now, yeah, perfect. I'm glad you said now because back then I didn't know obviously how to do it. But now I work for SA Care, which which is a, a disability services company. And I do care about the company wholeheartedly. However, I've learned from my mistakes last time not to care about every single person wholeheartedly so much though, because otherwise I know that I would just, you know, end up spending so much time per individual. So I think that's where, where my role is as the marketing uh, magician at SA Care is that I'm kind of like on the outskirts of everybody and it's just like trying to orchestrate some of the connections that are already happening within the company that everybody does so well to really show everybody else kind of how it's done. So it's about caring but not necessarily taking on board the responsibility for everybody. Mm. In your story you talked about drive and feeling like you needed to do this and you needed to do that and even after going to India and coming back to Adelaide you're still like, oh, I should do this and I I should do that. Where does the should do come from? The should do I think comes from the world that you're living in at that moment. So at that time I was living in that startup world and the pressure and the fast pace and this and that. And so I was really, you know, gravitating towards that energy and needing to, I felt like I needed to go at that pace or faster. A lot of us, I know myself for sure, I'm obviously guilty of that. It's taken me two years to kind of get back into my feet. And I've literally just launched a little side hustle and just to bring that hustle um, back into the picture. But what I'm realizing is that I'm just 
tackling it and approaching it in a completely different way than I did with the previous startup. Like first, I've been able to set up my foundations, my structure, my stability, and that's with SA Care. And that is working with a company that I just love. Mm, fantastic. And it's interesting. So what other things are you really applying? So, you know, you've mentioned taking it at your own pace. What other lessons that you've learned through your previous experiences will you really implement into this new version? So moving at my own pace, really just starting super small and being okay with that. Start with one customer or one client and then learn from that and be okay that it's just a learning process and that you don't have to have everything figured out straight away. Mm, so give yourself permission to learn and grow. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Mm, fantastic. And so then within this, so branding, communications, marketing is obviously your focus and strength. What do you think are some of the ways that businesses can be really powerful in communicating their messages? Mm, storytelling, which is what you're doing so perfectly, <laughs> which is one of the first things that I want to implement within SA Care. And we have so many incredible people within our community who have stories and I think that we all need to to listen to and really kind of embrace is the fact that it's not about their limitations it's about what they're capable of and what perspectives and views they have on the world that we can learn from that I think is so powerful it's not a narrative that I hear a lot you know so it is challenging for somebody who doesn't have a, a disability to really comprehend what that means mm. yes so to tie back into, you know, how do businesses, if you have a business, you obviously know why you've started it. And, and I'm sure you have some beautiful stories that are not just from your customers who have just said, you know, the typical testimony, like so-and-so has helped me, blah, 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 blah. Just go deeper than that and just find out the core essence as to how you impacted not only this person's business, but their entire life and their community and beyond that. And that's where those ripples happen. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and it is powerful. And I like that comment about go deeper into the story because I think, and too often people will tell, oh no, we've got we've got our story on our about us page and it's like oh it was established in 1985 which is part of the story mm. yes. yes yeah it is it's an outline yes. uh, but it's missing that depth that's really going to be evocative and emotive and mm. and drive action because we're telling the business story because we want to communicate the value of the business yeah mm. absolutely just kind of using SOK's example because obviously that's kind of bit of my world, my world right now, to see how quickly SAK have grown in these last couple of years since we really implemented the whole storytelling and the whole community driven, really utilizing social media to just share good stories, good news, can of photos and videos. So by creating all this awareness in the stories, we know that we can offer some of the best care in South Australia. And there, if one in five Australians have a disability, we want to be able to use these stories to be able to reach as many people as possible so we can help them live their best life. Like that's what it really comes mm. down to. I love that there's a rise of social enterprises and businesses that have a consciousness and want to do good things mm. and the more successful they can be, then the better that is for, for our wider community. You're absolutely right. It's the better and bigger impact. And for you, that's been a theme throughout. Like, you know, as you were talking, it, the things that attracted you to these different 
different things with, you know, this ability to impact and do good and align with values. Why do you think that's such an important area? For me, it just makes common sense, really. Like I just, I can't ever imagine myself working for a company or setting up a company that is not benefiting the lives of others and benefiting the world. I just can't imagine it. And in my mind, I just can't imagine that anyone in their right mind would want to do that purely just to make money for themselves. Like I just, to me, just it makes sense. Yeah. But I mean, it's interesting though, because you talked about that San Francisco startup. It's about the dollars, raising more money and building that. It, It isn't necessarily always about that community impact. But what I like is that we're seeing that more and more. And certainly with the people that I speak to here on Be The Drop, it's a really common thread. Yeah, absolutely. And which is exactly why that has uh, sparked and motivated me to set up this little side hustle to help people who have these big dreams and big ideas and visions to make such a a big difference in whatever their community is, but don't necessarily have those skills to really kickstart it. Fantastic. And what's that called? Because I don't think we mentioned no, that. No, <laughs> it's, it's called a Milko Design. And we lately because I keep I keep putting people's websites for free and keep doing it and my brother was like you just can't keep doing this like yeah but there's a little bit of part of me that still does so I'm like right let's have a Milko promise every for every four customers we have we will do the web design and logo brand creation for the fifth one for free that's kind of this thing that I'm going to play with I'm like let's just see if it works but I just yeah I really feel so passionate that communicating in a visual way in such strong, simple, vibrant messages is a is definitely a, a powerful way to really tell the world that this is this is my idea, this is my vision, please back me up here and let's go do this together. Mm, I love it. And obviously family, you've mentioned your family a bit and with the, you know, you talked about your brother and he's overcome adversity and really that's inspirational to you. This is like I feel like it's a continuation of this of this theme. Let's talk a little bit about that side, you know, and this this overcoming adversity and why that inspires you so much? I just can't imagine what it must. I mean, we've all, so many of us, like have been through shitty stuff in our life. Like that's just a given. But what inspires me is that, you know, if you're able to turn and overcome these adversities to better the lives of others is just like a whoa. Hugo's been able to probably heal himself through this whole process of being able to create this movement and then now he's improving the lives of so many people like he had someone message him the other day and was like if I hadn't listened to your podcast I wouldn't have gone to the doctor and I just who knows so this is the kind of like impact that by overcoming this adversity to just go um, improve other lives and so I just find that so inspiring. Mm. And so there's elements of you. I, I feel like, is it a family trait? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> funny. I think um, I mean, my dad is a big visionary. Like he, so he's always, you know, motivated me, encouraged me to do this and do that. And he's so good at planting these visions in your head and you're like, wow. And just showing you what's possible. And it just is like lights you up. So it's definitely a family thing. And so, well, what is next? What do you think? What is next? Well, I am so happy here in Adelaide, full-time essay care and side little hustle with Milko Design and just going to go with that flow. Like, I don't know what's next and that doesn't, 
I don't need to know what's next. I'm just happy with the now and I'm just going to let it flow and just... And be here. Be here. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. fantastic. Well, Millie, thank you so much for sharing your story. Well, stories. <laughs> I love a fellow storyteller. In conclusion, though, can you share with me Millie's be the drop tip? So that would be your number one tip for how to motivate and inspire others through communication. Know your values and align with others that share your same values. I think that's it. Oh, fantastic. Succinct and straight to the point. Well done. Thank you so much, Millie. Thank you so much, Millie. That was so much fun. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss out on one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To contact me directly with any specific comments you have, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that.